You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode 166. This episode is sponsored by Tower Garden, a vertical growing garden that grows herbs, vegetables, and fruits all year round. It's simple and easy to use. Forget about weeds. Just grow and harvest fresh produce. Want to learn more? Visit www.ericsue.towergarden.com. First time listener? Hey, welcome. My team and I hope you enjoy this episode. Long time listener? We thank you for your continued support. No matter who you are, do us a favor and hit the share button so all your friends can hear this amazing content too. All right, are you ready to be amazed? Health tips, wellness advice, no hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have an outgoing and hardworking yoga instructor with us today. Her name is Kat Koo Levine. We will be talking about yoga and how it transforms your body. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Kat. Kat, are you ready to make it happen? I sure am, yeah. Happy to be here. Awesome. Kat has been practicing yoga daily for more than 12 years. Through a regular yoga practice, she found immense relief from chronic back and neck pain. More importantly, it completely transformed her self-confidence and self-esteem and pulled her out of depression. Yoga changed her life and this passion is what drives her to share yoga with others. Kat runs B Yoga Andersonville in Chicago, a yoga school for all bodies. Kat, that was just a little bit about who you are. Can you share with us a little bit more on how you got started? Sure. So I got started practicing in Canada, and it was just this really cold winter day. And I used to live next door to this Bikram yoga studio, which is a hot yoga. And I walked by and saw these people just sweating immensely. And I just thought it looked so strange. I couldn't not try it out. And I did. And I've been hooked ever since. Very good. Excellent. And then you said it was more um, about 10, 12 years ago? It was 12 years ago. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of experience. Um, mm-hmm. Let me ask you all this. This another question, which is, what's one cool or unique fact about yourself? Well, um, you know, yesterday I competed in the Midwest Yoga Asana Championships in Chicago, and um, I actually placed first this year, uh, which I'm really happy about. Um, I was quite surprised by that but very happy about it. So I'll be representing both Illinois and the Midwest in the USA Yoga National Asana Championships in August. Very good. For a lot of us who are not in that circle, what exactly is this all about? The yoga competition is uh, really something that's been around in India for many, many years, but is a little bit of a newer thing in the U.S. So... I think the first yoga asana championships in the U.S. were around the mid-2000s, so maybe 2005, 2006. Um, And you basically demonstrate a yoga routine of three minutes long that includes four compulsory postures and two optional postures uh, that demonstrate the full range of motion of your spine as well as balance, strength, and flexibility. That sounds impressive. And, and is this something that is online somewhere that people can um, 
visualize and see? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The governing body in the U.S. is USA Yoga, and their website is usayoga.org. Um, you'll be able to see some pictures there of people, um, you know, competing, and there's a little bit more information about that. Uh, I think one of their main goals is to is to um, have yoga be recognized as an Olympic sport. Wow, wow, interesting. We'll have to all check that out. So um, congratulations, that sounds awesome. Thank you. So, so uh, let's move forward and dive into this topic uh, I know you love and yoga and how it transforms uh, a person's body. So when you talk to someone about yoga and this topic, what do you what do you describe it as and how do you tell people about it? Well, I think the big thing is yoga is really for all bodies. You know, on the one hand, we just mentioned the yoga competition where you have these super athletic uh, yoga people. But at the same time, there is no such thing as one yoga body. You don't have to be a super fit, super young person to be able to do yoga or to have and feel, receive any of the many benefits you get from having a regular practice. We have many students who come in here who are old, who are young, who are overweight, who are, you know, any fitness level and some who have some serious um, medical conditions as well who practice. And I so strongly believe that yoga is for all bodies. So, so real quick here, um, let's let's get this out of the uh, out of the way, and that is people are afraid of it maybe or uh, resistance to doing yoga because they feel like they're inflexible. How do you approach and mm -hmm. um, help someone who has that mindset? I mean, you know, it's kind of funny. I I can't tell you how many times people will tell me that they can't do yoga because they're inflexible. But it's like it's kind of like telling someone, you know, I'm dirty, so I don't want to take a bath. <laughs> like, you know, you 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 do the yoga to work on the flexibility. It really doesn't matter if when you come in you can't bend. The only thing that you need in yoga is to have a spine. It doesn't have to be a flexible spine, doesn't have to be a strong spine, and you have to be able to breathe in and out of your nose. And that's basically it. Everything else is incremental. Mm. Our, our whole yoga practice is incremental. It's a wonderful practice of building patience. You never push yourself beyond your personal boundaries, and your practice is completely different than somebody else's practice. You know, So you never have to compare yourself to anyone else in the room. Mm. So, which is really nice. So how do you define transformation? I mean, that there's a lot of transformations that happen to people when they work out and do exercise and, and train. Uh, I see people all the time who are overweight and then their objective is to lose weight and, and they transform their bodies uh, with that weight goal. So what is it that you see? Or do you see that as well? Yeah, we absolutely see that, but oftentimes we see more than just physical transformation. So we do end up seeing a lot of physical transformations. We, you know, the other day I had a student who had had um, a basketball injury when he was in high school, and he looked down at his knees 
um, after class, and he's done maybe around 60 days in a row. Mm. Um, and he looked down at his knees, and he looked up, and he said, Cat, oh, my God, for the first time in 20 years, I don't have a giant protrusion on one side of my knee. Mm. When you practice yoga, a lot of times people think, okay, it's just stretching. But you do so much more than that. You're doing more than stretching muscles. You're doing more than stretching ligaments and nerves. You move the bones in your body. You are using every major system in your body. You're stimulating. You're regulating every major system, endocrine system, digestive system, everything. So it's, um, it's a really interesting thing. So we see physical transformation, quite literally, people's shapes are changing. But we also see a lot of mental, um, a lot of mental, emotional, and maybe even spiritual change, transformation in people. Um, some yoga postures, specifically backward bends, can make people feel a lot. So you feel... Um, it gives you an opportunity to process the way you feel. And with time and practice, people are better able to deal with stress, mm. with how they feel. And it's a really incredible thing to watch. And you see this process of self-acceptance mm. and self-love. That's really beautiful. Hmm. Now, um, I'm assuming that, that all of those transformations it's a process and it will take time, right? And, and so, uh, sure, absolutely. What's someone who's new to all this and thinking about it? What, what could you share with them about what they could expect, though? So, what we teach is we teach a hot, happy yoga class. Um, for most new people, we tell them to try what you can, no pressure, take as many breaks as you like. And just stay in the room for the first time. And even if you're not able to do the full class from the beginning, that's okay. You still are getting as many of the benefits or you're still receiving benefits just by sitting and listening and having that time to be present with yourself. That's really good encouragement because a lot of people have that. It's like, what, 50% of it is just getting there, right? And then the other part is yeah. actually doing it. And, and so um, being there is the first step. Absolutely. Yeah. Once you're on the mat, the hardest part is done. You know, we tend to talk ourselves out of doing things sometimes, you know. Um, and the, the thing is, it's like there's really no pressure here. You can come. Everybody here is really nice. So just try what you can. Sit down. No one's going to hover over you and tell you to get back up and do it again or anything like that. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a really supportive environment to be in. Um, it is still a challenge, and I think that's why we have people who keep coming back, is each class, even though we teach the same postures, each class is feels a little bit different because you experience something different in each moment. You experience different body parts. You know, the, you have different types of growth in your practice and in yourself, so there are different things to notice. Yeah. Um, you hit something on the, on the head, which is, you know, the movements are going to be the same. The experience each time will be different. And, and that's so true, right? Right. 
the only reason for somebody to get bored, and one of my teachers used to say this, the only reason somebody is bored in the class is if they're bored with themselves. It's a lot to spend 90 minutes each time with yourself, but you learn so much about yourself as you practice. Mm. It's a very humbling experience. Um, you kind of, you become self-aware, but you do it, well, the idea is that over time you become more self-aware. Mm. <laughs> Maybe most of us are not when we go in, but you become more self-aware, but the process is through yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not easy for a lot of people, but it is accessible mm. to everybody. Everybody can do it. What what's um, um real quick here, Kat? What's one or maybe two things people who are new going into this experience? And it, you you teach a different hot yoga um, versus like most of the general population is probably familiar with uh, Ashtanga or something like that, right? And and so, what is it that most people are going to? Um, What's their first goal when they go to someone like yourself? I think the first thing, well, we teach Bikram yoga, which is a type of hot yoga. Um, And I think the first goal for most people is very simple. It's just to get in there and just to stay in there and work on the breathing. Hmm. And that's good enough. And it's, it's all, it all comes with time and practice. It's, you know, it's, um, it's, it's hard sometimes for people to let go of that. The, the biggest challenge I see for most new people is that they want to do everything. Mm. And it's, it's hard for people to say, okay, I'm okay with myself not doing this right now, or I'm okay resting because I feel like I need to rest. Or I want to try this one again, you know, either way, um, I think the biggest, another challenge for new students is to keep an open mind about what you can do. We sometimes carry a lot of habitual thinking that we're not even aware of into the room. For example, sometimes somebody will walk in if, you know, maybe if they're new or maybe not, but usually, you know, somebody walks in and they look at themselves and they go, oh, I suck at this posture. But they don't. You know, there's... You know, you're just, um, you have to kind of be able to notice the habitual thinking and can I change my mind to think, okay, I'm going to try what I can and I'm okay with it wherever I am as long as I have my alignment best to the best of my ability. I'm executing the alignment to the best of my ability. Can I be okay without the depth of the posture? Because the depth will come with time, practice, and repetition. Um it's an interesting posture. It's an interesting process, rather. It's um, hard to teach people to wait for their bodies. Mm. The change comes when you practice just by practicing and being patient and waiting. It's an, it's really interesting. Oh, I'm just listening to you, and it's just so good information because sometimes we all uh, fail to remember um, certain things and it's our um, belief systems or whatever you want to call it that our story our past experiences that creep up and I see it all the time mm-hmm. too about people who 
who said they used it all or tried everything before and that's their story and that's that's where they live in their past poor experiences so um and what you're saying is to accept that and move forward or something like that not exactly what i'm saying is for people to be present so you let go of the memory you have. Not you, you're not letting go of the memory you have of your body, but you're not letting it dictate how you do. Mm. So, for example, when I was a teenager, I fractured my um, my neck, and then I later broke my tailbone. And this is, you know, and I've had a kid. And sometimes I hear people say, okay, like you know, I've got, um, you know, say for example, I've got an, a knee injury, and so I will never recover from my knee injury mm. and so I will never move in this direction like I won't have that range of motion and in the beginning that person may not have that range of motion whatever range of motion it is that they're they're speaking of but if you think to yourself I will never have that range of motion mm. it will never happen so, but if you're present in your body and you notice how your body feels at any given moment in time without imposing any of the, you know, any of the negative thoughts about what you cannot do um, without forcing it as well. So it's not like you're, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to muscle myself into this range of motion. <laughs> if you sit in your posture and you wait, what you'll find is with time, the range of motion will slowly increase. And most people are able to do things that they did not think they were able to do when they first walked in. You know, I did not think I would have full range of motion of my spine. And I do. Well, I do more. <laughs> I do more than I did, yeah. you know. Um, you know, I, I just want to highlight something about yourself, um, which is uh, you had these mm, setbacks, we'll call it the chronic back pain and the neck pain. And you could mm -hmm. have easily, easily used that as an excuse not to do anything and to become who you are today, right? And and mm -hmm. and what happened was you actually did you kind of use those as um, external motivators or internal motivator to um, to become who you are today, right? Right. So my I came to yoga to heal my spine. Because somebody told me when I first started practice, I, I, you know, I came, I went to my first class because it was cold outside. But as I started practicing, people said, you know, as you continue, if you continue to practice, your neck pain, your back pain will go away. And it was true. My neck pain, my back pain went away. So my, my passion for yoga comes from bringing people out of pain. Our particular yoga lineage comes from um, the Ghosh lineage. And back then, what they used to do was in, um, in Vishnu Ghosh, used to go around and with one or two of his uh, student teachers would go to people and they would say, oh, you know, I have pain in this part of my back. I have pain in this part of my body. And they would prescribe them a set of like three to five yoga postures that they would do every day over and over and over again to get rid of that pain. So what happened was later on, they decided, okay, we're just going to take the cures for the most chronic pains and we're going to put them together in a yoga sequence, mm. which is what we teach. And 
it makes sense to me that the cure for the pain is also the same as the prevention of the pain. Mm. So you practice these yoga postures to bring you out of pain, um, but also it helps to prevent that pain. Um, when I, I didn't mention this, but in the 12 years I practiced, I actually took a year off at some point. And when I took the year off, what started to happen was a lot of my small aches and pains came back. Mm. So my little neck pain, my little back pain started to come back. But you get used to what's normal to you. Mm. So I never, I never noticed that it came back until I started practicing yoga again. Mm. And when I did start practicing yoga again, immediately... Within a few weeks, the pain had gone. And I remembered, oh, this is what it feels like to live my life without pain. Hmm. That's very um, significant and very impactful for someone who's listening right now because uh, that normal sleep of, of whatever you're feeling right now may not be the normal that that you, mm-hmm. you should be experiencing, right? Is, is that kind of the summary of that? Right. Right. I mean, a lot of a lot of um, Americans live with chronic back pain, and they don't have to. I mean, it's 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 common, it's very very common, but it doesn't have to be normal, you know. And it's um, it's an interesting thing. Hmm, very so we see a lot of transformations that way. So we see a lot of people who bring themselves out of chronic pain, and it's a really wonderful, inspiring thing. Um, I think the big thing for me is sort of beyond the physical, but really the how how people see themselves as you know their their vision of themselves changes mm. so you see people open up you see people be a little bit more at peace with themselves mm. as they practice with time you see them become a little bit softer mm-hmm. um, it's a really beautiful thing to watch um, just real quick here cat as far as that goes, that is a, a, a mental, um, uh, what is it? Um, it is a, a physical um, and emotional aspect uh, of the practice that you see people come in in one way and they kind of leave a different way. Um, personality, mm-hmm. A lot character. of times it's mm-hmm. not, yeah. Yeah, a lot of times it's not. I mean, sometimes it's in one class. I have seen people change in one class, but usually it's over a period of time. You know, or usually it's with regular practice. Mm. And I, I see it all, you know, we see it all the time. We have we have people who, um, you know, we, we have a guest teacher. He, he would teach here, except he lives far away, but mm. I'm having him teach on Sunday. And he's, He's a good friend of mine, and he has one arm, mm. and he lost his arm in a car accident. And sometimes people think, okay, it's, you know, I, it's funny because when he teaches, everybody works so hard in his class. Mm. <laughs> but awesome. he never allowed he never allowed anything to limit him. And one of the reasons why he teaches is because the yoga was so healing for him, mm. as it took so much of that pain away. Or it made it better, mm. you know. Interesting. It made his pain in his day to day life so much better. Mm. So, you know, you you have a lot of people who've experienced. We see a lot of people who've experienced transformations. Mm-hmm, 
So, so real quick here, there are some new people to uh, yoga in general, and with all your experience, uh, what would be your best advice on how someone could get started? A and, and B, what can they do right now? Um, well, my best advice to them is to come into class, is to come as much as they can and just have fun. You know, don't be too hard on yourself. Take it super easy. Try what you can. Sit down as much as you need. And just stay for the whole time. Um, and what they can do now is uh, come to class. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's really the hardest thing. Would, would there be there. anything that they could uh, check out? Would there be anything that they could try on their own? Um, or would you not advise that because maybe there's no supervision? I always prefer, I am always going to advocate coming to yoga teachers to take class. I'm not a big fan of, um, I'm not a big fan of like uh, yoga videos online because you don't have somebody there to help you and to watch you. You know, it's, uh, I, I'm always going to be a big fan of having people come to a class and get that experience too. Where you really leave, um, you really leave all of that outside of the room. Mm. Sometimes when I start class, I tell people, okay, before we start class, you know, take a moment and leave your outside life outside the room. So you're not thinking about your groceries. You're not thinking about your phone or your people or anything you need to take care of. You just have that time for yourself. Um, and it's really, it's really a, a nice thing special very good excellent excellent uh we're really getting to the end here cat and this has been an awesome awesome podcast um a lot of people are going to get so much value out of it i know um just real quick here what can you tell somebody who is um sitting on the fence um and they are uh, being told one thing and then they are um uh, not taking action um, I know it's just, just do it type of mentality, but what is it that you could share with this person who is just sitting on the fence? Uh, I, I don't think I quite understand your question. What could you clarify for somebody who is not too certain about attending a class? Maybe go with someone or um, they have fears I think really got to try, you know, everybody is going to be so supportive and it's not, it's not as scary as it seems. You don't have to be super bendy. You don't have to be super strong. Um, try what you can and you honor your body for where it is today. In any class you take, your body is exactly where it needs to be for that day. So you just have to push it beyond where it's ready to go. Just have to wait for it to move. And everything will come. As long as you're holding still and you're breathing and you're posturing, you're doing perfect yoga. Mm. I think that's awesome. That is, that's, that's probably going to tell somebody right there that, you know what, it, anything is better than nothing. Last few things real quick here is, 
what is your website and how do people get a hold of you? Our website is hotyogachicago.com and our phone number is 773-907-0291, 773-907-0291. You can also send me an email directly at info at hotyogachicago.com and you can follow me at, at Levine. Very good. We'll make sure we get all that. Uh, contact information in the show notes. Uh, Kat, this was very, very valuable. appreciate your time. I know it goes pretty fast, 30 minutes. And um, mm-hmm. I may have to come out there and try a yoga class and see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to have you. Beautiful. I'll let you go and have a great day. Thanks, Kat. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.